Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Ready? <clears throat> All righty. Happy Monday. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Memorial Day. The market is closed, but guess who's open? Market Mondays. Yes. That's a big no, fact. No days off. Very no true. holidays off. No reruns. Just information yeah. in real time. This is true. But yes, but happy Memorial Day to all yes. the people that are recognizing that. I didn't get any cookout invitations this year, did y'all? No, not a one. What's going on with this? We need our own. Pick out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Somebody five the grill for us. All this money being made, not one invite. What is Memorial Day even for? Um, I think it. Well, let's look it up. I think it's Memorial. to honor uh, veterans, yeah, but that's Veterans, that's veterans Day, right? Day. Yeah, people of service. I know we, it's always Fleet Week when it's Memorial Day, so maybe it's for the Naval Academy. So we don't know what it's for. I don't know. All right, Happy Memorial Day. What is it? <laughs> what is it? What is it? Tell us. Memorial. People who have passed away. Okay, got you. Okay. So there you have it. Well, this is a big day. Market Mondays is always a big day. Um, it's a glorious Monday, the start of the unofficial start of the summer. Oh, um, Memorial Day weekend. You can uh, now wear white pants. You know, 
I wear white pants all year round, but come on with it. Had them on last mm-hmm. night. <laughs> Boy. No, how that Dominican go? poppy coming back. <laughs> but you're, you're officially allowed to wear white pants now. The rest um, of you. <laughs> for the general population. Uh, big episode of Earning Allegiance tomorrow. Shout out to my guy, Don Poo. Um, yeah. Our favorite restaurant is uh, Brooklyn Shop House. We've done a variety of time. My birthday party there. It's one of a variety of different things there. And it's in Times Square. They actually have two locations. One, uh, downtown Manhattan and one in Times Square. Yeah. And um, it's not easy to to have a restaurant and establishment like that in Times Square. Yeah, difficult. And um, Don Poole, hip hop baby, came up in hip hop, used to be Foxy Brown's manager. Really? Ran with, I didn't know that. Was Ran with Big. Mary wow. J. Blige. Okay. Yeah. Um, a bunch of stuff. So Don, Don is unofficially like a part of Ernie Legion. He, no. He's every event that we're at, Don's there. He's at? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's everywhere. Is he leading the charge to tan Times Square a little bit, him and Hove? Yo, oh, yeah. I mean, he's there yeah. first, but yeah, yeah that would be yeah. a nice addition. Yes. After, after you, you know, Support. gamble a little bit, go get something to eat at the Chop House. Support black business, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that's important, man. So, um, you know, it's a dope it's a dope conversation about um, the restaurant business, um, about being an entrepreneur, about the music business, about... The 90s, just a variety of different stuff. So, you know, OG in the game, somebody that, you know, we definitely got a great, great relationship with and somebody who, like I said, we've supported his establishment a bunch of times and would like to continue to support his establishment. So check that out tomorrow if you're interested in the restaurant business, if you're interested in scaling, if you're interested in learning about music management, um, all of that stuff. A lot of gems in that one for sure. So shout out to Don Poole. That's going to be a great one. And London, time is coming. We are two weeks away. For the biggest show in London uh, on Father's Day, June 18th, mm-hmm. Market Monday's World Tour continues. This next stop is London Peacock Theater. Get your tickets now. Go to the link in the bio. London, yeah. two weeks away. It's Looking forward to it. Have never been to London when it's like really, really nice outside as far as the weather is concerned. So. Man, Piccadilly Square, who will be there? That's a fact, man. Uh, and, and we getting we warming up. We are getting closer and closer to to announcing the official dates uh, for Chicago mm-hmm. uh, and locations and getting those on sale. And of course, since we in here in LA, uh, shout out to Africon, shout yes. out to Amplify Africa. Uh, we you know we were honorees the other night at the Afro Ball, which was y'all are good know, up there too. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. So shout out to everybody in Africa and then. That leads to Ghana. All roads is leading to Ghana in December. And uh, we're going to release that information uh, sooner than later. Uh, I know everybody's anticipating that, looking forward to it, as we are. Every time we talk about it, more people like I have to be part of it. Yeah. Can't say the names, but it's going to be a historic. It's going to be one of them ones. Yeah. Another one of them ones. Every Market Mondays Live, we call a stock that ends up going nuclear. Uh, we called out NVIDIA a few times. <laughs> We was in Toronto. Shout out to everybody who got in on that. We got a probably a thousand messages this week. So get your tickets to London. I'll be covering how to trade the London market, which European stocks are going to do well, which ones are going to drop. We'll talk about Germany being in the depression, uh, which international okay. stocks to play. So get your tickets if you want to make a bag and learn how to trade and invest at the same time. See you in London. There you have it. And yes. of course, Invest Fest. Fastly approaching. Yes. August 25th through August 27th. Um, just announced last week, Steve Harvey will be doing a special role this year for Best Best. <laughs> so 
I mean, the lineup is crazy. You know, of course, we got Rich Paul. We got Robert Smith. We got Diddy. We got Steve Harvey. We got the Master Investor. We got 19 Keys. Mm -hmm. We got Cheryl McKissick. We got Ronnie Brown. We got MG the Mortgage Guy. We got special performance from Brother Jeezy. Um, Don Peoples III. Uh, Mike Rashid. John Sally. Oh, man. The list goes on. Al Harrington. Um, I mean, you talk about entrepreneurship at the highest level mm -hmm. in our community. Never been assimilated in any type of situation like this ever. So, In any genre or any country, pick one. Pick one. Yeah. So <laughs> get your tickets now for that. Investfest.com yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure, for sure. And yeah, big shout out to AfroCon for honoring us. Definitely appreciate it. This week we are headed to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and we are going to be at the BT program that they have. The no, no, Black Center. Enterprise. Black Enterprise. Black Enterprise. The Black Enterprise Summit. Um, so Speaking of early, brother. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, the cover boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the cover boys. <laughs> shout out to Black Enterprise. Yeah. yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. Issa's on the new cover. Shout out to Issa Rae and our team. Yeah. yeah, shout out to that. Then we also will be in Miami for um, Square. We're going to be doing stuff for Square. Yeah. Now Block. Now Block. Now Block. block. Yeah. We'll talk about Jay-Z and Jack later. <laughs> I saw that in the show yeah. notes. I saw that. So shout out to them, man. You can get your <laughs> yeah. tickets to both of those events on both of those respected platforms on Black Enterprise and on... Square, formerly known as Square Block. Um, all right, Ian, any announcements that you would like Stock to Stock Club call will be at 9 p.m. Central on Wednesday. Get your tickets to Market Mondays London, and Invest Fest will be absolutely amazing. Get your tickets there. If I've made you money, please put yes in chat. Y'all should be going crazy over the video. <laughs> yes, I yes, don't yes, want to yes, hear yes, nothing yes, about yes, nothing yes, yes. ever again. Listen, and I'm going to say this. The hedge fund that is Market Mondays is outperforming everyone else on Wall Street. It, uh, By and far. Shout out to every call I got. Shout out to Peter. I'll pray for my brother, Peter. Uh, I don't want to put too much of this business, but send a prayer to, for Peter Talkman. But shout out to Peter. Josh called me. Caleb called me. The returns this quarter have been amazing. I think quarter by quarter, we should compare the returns we're giving here versus everyone else so people can have perspective. <laughs> Let's put it all in perspective. Yep. Let's keep delivering information. Troy, um, disclaimer? This is very important. Yes. This this part of the show is very important. Incredibly important. Uh, do your own research. Yes. Now, we say that, but I want people to actually take heed to that um, because it's important that you do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional and connect with or independently research and verify any information that you hear on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. Please do your research. Uh, and when you do the research, double check the research. And if you hear it from somebody else, give credit to the person that you heard it from. But if it's great research, share it. If it's great, share it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. All right, so let's get into this. Let's get into this. Can I get the uh, close-up view, please? Uh-oh. Whoa, right away? Very whoa, cool. whoa. Yo, I so. yo come, Play back, one. come back Play out. One. Shout out to clear out. Hey, clear it out. Clear it yo, out. Zoom in on me real quick. Already? <laughs> go back to him. Clear out. <laughs> you gotta go to ISO the first play of the game. Very important. No screens needed. Damn. <laughs> Public service announcement. So uh, there is an issue that needs to be addressed in the financial literacy community. Very important. And this is a broad range um, conversation for anybody. But, and I actually said this during my TED talk um, a few years ago, where I said that, you know, if you take advantage of the trust that people have been bestowed upon you, um, 
they're going to be the ones to actually punish you for it, right? So off the rip, if there's anybody that has ever scammed someone or taken advantage of people or taken money from somebody and not giving them what they actually promised them, or if somebody was supposed to invest with them and they gave them money and they didn't do it and they just ran off on the money, then A, you should be ashamed and embarrassed. And B, there is no safe haven. There is no friendship that anybody at Earn Your Leisure has for anybody that's taking advantage of anybody. And that goes for anybody that has ever been on the platform that may have done that, whether it's Greg, whether it's Caesar, whether it's anybody. And if they are innocent of doing that, then their name should be vindicated. But if they are guilty of doing that, then they should be punished and they should once again make the people whole and they should be ashamed and embarrassed for themselves. Because at the end of the day, there's no benefit for scamming somebody. There's no benefit for taking advantage of somebody. And there's no benefit for us to actually be friends. That's the, that's the part too. It's like, you got to be careful about a narrative, right? It's like, earn your leisure. It's not in our benefit to be friends with people. Like we don't hang out with these people. We don't know these people like that. Earn your leisure is a media company. So what we do is that we bring people on and they provide information, right? Mm -hmm. So when you look at Earn Your Leisure, from Earn Your Leisure to Market Mondays, Assets Over Liabilities, over 415 episodes have been shot so far, right? So what happens is that when you have 415 episodes, there might be five people that have issues, yeah. right? But it's hard to- Allegedly. It's hard, allegedly, mm -hmm. but it's hard to know two years in advance that, okay, this person 24 months from now, is going to take advantage of somebody. You don't have chat GBT in your brain to kind of predict the future, <laughs> right? It's like CNBC, if they bring Sam Bankman-Fried on and champion him because he said that he's a wizard, they don't know that in 12 months he's going to be taken down for the biggest scandal possible. They don't get blamed for that. They're a media company, right? But if you really look at it, if you take a step back, when you take emotion out of things, then you have to start to use logic. So if you take emotion out of it and you say, okay, well... Let's say there's five people, right, that may have been accused of doing something, right? And there's 415 episodes. What is that? That's 1%. Yeah. That's less than the that's iPhone. Less. That's less than the iPhone breaking down. That's less than any type of customer service, like as yeah. far as the, the margin of error. But any margin of error is, is too much, right? But let's just put it in perspective because, once again, some narratives are shaped by jealousy and envy. And when people can't, assassinate you, then they'll try to assassinate your character. So we, especially black people, we have to be mindful of that and really start to use logic. Why would it be in our benefit to support somebody who's a scammer? We don't get, nobody can pay to get on Earn Your Leisure. If you, you found- again, because there's a rumor I even got sent that you guys are charging. If you found somebody that paid <laughs> to be on Earn Your Leisure, Show the proof. Show the receipts. Show Please. The receipts. I heard somebody say, like, somebody, you said somebody said that 7, you could pay 7000 Please. I'm not worth it. That's no, please. That's disrespect. I'm offended. Yeah. I'm offended. But that's not even, like I said, once again, you can, the beauty of the internet is that you can say anything and people believe it. And that's the dangerous part of the internet. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, you're not going to say sorry when it comes out that it's not true. You're not going to backtrack and, and say, no, I was wrong. You just say it. Yeah, you could pay to get on your leisure. It's never been proven. Nobody has ever done it. But just say it. Oh, it's in their benefit to support scammers. Why? 
Just think about it logically. We have the fastest growing media company in the world. We have billionaires on our on our show regularly. Why would it be in our benefit to bring on scammers, right? These are people that people already knew. These are people that were already championed. So if we bring on a person every single week, you don't think that there's a possibility that one person might in 24 months or 18 months do something incorrect? You might have a friend who turns out to be a pedophile. Did you know that? Like, did you know that somebody that you might have hanged out with in 24 months is getting arrested for burglary? Is that your fault because you invited them to your house for Thanksgiving? But once again, it goes back to a narrative that can be shaped and molded. And the dangerous thing with the internet is that people believe whatever they hear. Yeah. But once again, it's not about that. It's more so about we are not supporting any scammer. We are not championing any scammer. Like, there's no benefit for us to do that. And like I said, there's no problem in calling it out. Everybody should have due process. Everybody should yeah. be able to defend themselves. Everybody should be able to, to support those facts amongst themselves. But there, if there is an issue, of course, we're going to take information down. We're going to distance because why would we want that on a platform, yeah. right? So that's to safeguard the user for the better user experience. But ultimately, it's also important. This is why before Market Mondays, every single week, we say, do your own research, Yep. right? Because this is something that's extremely important. Nobody should solely rely on what somebody is telling them. The point of providing information is that now it sparks something in your brain and then you go down a rabbit hole yourself and then you seek other mentors and then you look and do different things and then you can make an intelligent decision for yourself. Giving somebody money to invest for you blankly is a bad idea, right? This is not something that is advised. You should not write somebody a million dollar check and say, can you buy a building for me? That's not something, that's not the best way to go about it. If you want to enter a deal with somebody, you should have a contract in place. Yeah, it's a big partnership you, you, sh you should have signatures. You should have a lawyer review the contract. These are best practices, right? Yeah. So maybe we can do more information as far as to provide people best practices. But these are things that we talk about every single week. So one of the problems is that people try to fast track to success. And usually when you try to get rich quick, you're going to go broke fast. So a, a, you as a consumer, you should be aware of this and you should know that it's not a good idea to give anybody money blindly and especially without any safety put in place as far as a legal contract or a lawyer looking it over. And B, if you are a predator and if you are actively taking advantage of people that might be gullible or might be uneducated, then ultimately karma is going to catch back up to you. Yeah. And it's going to hit you way harder than any profit that you would have made. So like I said, that goes for any and everybody. Nobody is exempt and nobody backs us. Nobody gives us money. Nobody can bully us. So we have no problem speaking about anybody. But once again, it's not even up to us to speak to them because the people are going to speak to them more than anything. And the karma is going to catch up to them quicker than any words can catch up to them. But if you are doing that, and like I said, that goes for any and everybody, A- your justice is going to be swift and it's going to be harsh. And I highly would suggest that you try your hardest to make any wrongdoings right, because this is not the space that we want to curate for financial literacy. We don't want to turn this into a circus. Yeah. And ultimately, this is millions of people that's been helped. When you look at Earn Your Leisure, you got people like Spurgo, a 14-year-old entrepreneur that nobody knew. You got Akio, uh Watson, a uh, um, 
You got MG the mortgage guy. You got a variety of different people where these are people that have made millions of dollars off our platform that we never got a dollar from. People have come on our platform and built their company and got outside funding and got deals. And this is a way of stimulating the economy. We didn't get a kickback from that. Yeah. We didn't charge them to come on the platform. So it's like before before you look at things, look at the whole totality of everything, right? Because yeah. once again, I feel like, you know, jealousy and envy is a disease of the heart. And this is why Cain killed Abel. But once again, it, most people, they're not in a position where they really going to physically hurt somebody. They're not even built like that. But if they can't kill you, then they will try to kill your character. And this is the world that we live in. And this is the internet that we live in. So it's extremely important to just, you know, I want to just put that out there and just, you know, make that statement um, because it is something that we need to be addressed. And the last thing I'll say is that we, because even five, if there's five, that's too many. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that's something that any error can happen. And you, it's hard to make a judgment call on somebody that you don't have any information that they did anything and yeah. that they potentially could do something. But we'll put better safeguards in place. And we already have. Like, you look at information, that might have been something that was done two years ago or three yeah. years ago, right? But once again, do your research. Don't trust blindly. Make sure that you look everything over. Make sure that you have contracts in place before you do business with anybody. And... Let's keep this a safe space. Yeah, I mean, the research part is key. Um, I don't know what has been done, what hasn't been done. My feeling is, though, my intuition on him was good. So that's why I was like, yo, let's have him on Market Mondays. But things can happen. But sometimes, like, when these accusations come out, you have to give people time mm -hmm. to prove that they didn't do what they say. Now, if it's not proven... Then the proof is in the pudding. I also want to say, too, in this space, all information is not created equal. Now, I'm going to say this. This is me. It's too many of y'all talking. That's what, And then they're like, yo, Ian Eric, and he didn't change. And da, da, da. Dog, it's too many people who saw the show, wanted to create a derivative show, or couldn't get on. It was like, well, let's make our own version of it and then try and run up a bag. Who were not, I always say it. If everyone is doing so good and investing in real estate, why have you not done any partnerships with Keller Williams? There's no elevation. We've seen y'all elevate real fast. If a team or a person is not elevated, it's a sign that the product or service is not good. And also, number one, I always tell you guys, if anyone sells you on making money, have them make you money for free. The number one stock of 2023 was called for free on the show last year and the year before. Be careful. Invest wisely. Move safely but also give uh, people a chance to like express and show if they did wrong or not. Yeah. Um, it's important. I mean, I think we talked on the word trust. Yeah. It's the one thing that's given that if it's broken, it's tough to get back. And yep. I feel like we've created a safe space for people. Um, and that's new for our community. I feel like for years and generations, there was a lack of trust amongst us. Mm -hmm. And so to have young men and young women that are providing information to a community and it's trustworthy and they're using it to their advantage is, is important. So when that gets broken, it affects us all. Yep. Um, but there's the other side to it as well. It's like, like you said, sometimes you you put people in positions and they become successful and they're not sure how to deal with success. Like everybody doesn't know how to prepare for that, um, which is part of a plan. Yeah. Um, and so when you, you're not prepared for it, you get put in situations where you're going to be tested uh, and that 
that thing called greed comes in. Uh, and when greed seeps into your business, you'll make irrational decisions. Yeah. You'll take advantage of the trust of the people. Uh, and that, again, that affects all of us. Mm-hmm. Now, like we said, what what's being put out there is a legend until it's proven. But we got to be more mindful of that. We got to prepare for these moments, right? Like, yeah. If you're going to be on this show, if you're going to have these moments in your business, you need to prepare for what it looks right, like, yeah. right? And And you have to have integrity. I think overall, I think what separates us for the past four and a half years, almost five years now as Earn Your Leisure and three years with Market Mondays is our integrity. Yeah. Right, nobody can question that. There's not one person that's gonna say, we, Shadi took a dollar from him, Troy took a dollar, Mike took yeah. a dollar from him to compromise what we've built. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. I'm not yeah. saying that 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 is a practice that other people don't do. Maybe they do. I can't speak for their business. Yeah. I can speak for ours. It's not something that we do. It's not something that we ever plan to do mm-hmm. going forward in the future. Um, and so, it's a, it's an interesting time, but again, and that's why we we have that disclaimer every do your research, yeah. verify the research, even take independent advice from a financial uh, advisor. It, it's it's recommended, right? Because we know that these things can happen um and there are people who are predatory. Um so, you know, our thing is just to provide as much information as possible uh and hopefully you can use it to your advantage. Uh, and if not, if you find some somebody else that's worthy of the information, check them too. Right? Like yeah. your 100% of your trust should be in you. Yep. Don't put 100% of your trust in, in anyone but yourself. Um, so it's unfortunate, but hopefully, you know, everything will be cleared and uh, and people will take heed going forward. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right. On to brighter and better things. Yes. So people so, made some money this week, right? Uh, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. Put NVIDIA in chat if you made money. <laughs> Play suavemente. <laughs> so yeah, so let's talk about Nvidia. That's been the stock that has been going crazy. Yes. Um, so a let's talk about the run that it's been on, and then let's talk about if it's too late for people to invest in Nvidia. Yeah, it's been one of the greatest runs I've seen probably since two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Um, unstoppable. Still love AMD. We'll talk about AMD later. Mm-hmm. Is it too late to get in? Um, you have to wait for a pullback. For sure. Like, if you miss the boat, there's nothing you can do. Sometimes, like, we've all seen the videos of people on Instagram, like, they're trying to run and jump on a cruise, but it's already <laughs> left the dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too late. For those of you who have been in the stock since 50 bucks or 100 I would take off maybe 25% of profit um, so you can bank some of those gains that you've had. But you have to wait. I'll give a price here probably in two weeks after we adjust um, a little bit. But sometimes, like, We'll talk about it, but like when a sector is getting really big and the government is telling you, hey, this sector is really important, you got to invest in the top two players. I really think that Taiwan Semiconductor could have had this game if they didn't have you know, the threat of I'm going to touch on that in a second. Yeah, so, but kudos to everyone who's made money off NVIDIA. Some people, I mean, on the option side, I was up like 14,000%. You know some people. Just a few. I mean, <laughs> listen, Troy gave y'all a call for the group chat. Hey, those who took advantage of it, Great job. Um, but if you're holding, please continue to hold this for the next four or five years. They're only going to get bigger. I promise I still won't break my promise to the gentleman I talked to, but I told you they're going to take over a certain space. Um, they're partnering with some big banks that are working on some chat GPT-like services for the investment space. Partnership with Microsoft is in place. Mm-hmm. This company's doing amazing. Yeah, it's interesting when we talk about too late. Um, 
because it's been a wild three years for NVIDIA. Yeah. Uh, and even on Thursday when we saw all the analysts, they had to change their rating, right? It was everybody was bullish. Yep. And the target price is now going from 330 to everybody's at 500. I think 500 was the consensus. Yep. And so when the average investor is looking at that, they're like, wait, 500? Yeah. Oh, there's still some space to run. Yep. Um, but that's when you have to, again, do your research, right? Because a company jumping, especially a company like NVIDIA. Of that size. Of that size. I mean, what is it? $183 billion Yeah. In, in market cap value in two days, up 25%. That doesn't happen. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen. So we, what, and I'm glad you used the year 2008, 2009, because it kind of felt like that iPhone moment. Yeah, pretty this much. This was their iPhone moment. Where they took over. They took pole position. They, sure. they took, and it by a landslide, I yeah. think, in, in terms of, of market cap value, NVIDIA is nearly at a trillion now. Yeah. And number two is AMD at a, like 183 million. Yeah, that's a so huge they, gap. They made their AMD's market cap in a two-day span. Yeah. I mean, so the gap is so wide in, in terms of, of the separation in these, these uh, semiconductors. The other part is that, it's like I said, it's been a wild ride over the last three years. And so the first run for NVIDIA was during the semiconductor SMH run, and we saw that during the pandemic. And then top of 2022, we saw the Nasdaq pull back. And we saw that, wait, maybe there wasn't a, a shortage of, of, of semiconductors. Yeah. And But what was fueling it was, number one, gaming. Yeah. Right? Because they're making GPUs, which is important for the space. And then it was crypto. Yeah. I don't think most people realize that part of it. Like it had a big impact. has a huge impact yeah. because when people are mining crypto, they're using yeah. those GPUs to do it. And so in, in 2022... And you called that. We said yeah. that crypto. You said that crypto was going to go under twenty thousand. You saw what happened to Nvidia's price. Yeah, it got down to one hundred eight. Down, yeah, got down to one hundred and eight. But what's happened over the past eight months is generative AI. Yep. And so now the use case isn't just gaming, and it isn't just reliant solely on crypto or, or those two together. Now AI and, and I think and the, enterprise and enterprise. Yep. And now the difference is like we're in cryptocurrency or the mining of it, it was like, what's the use case for this? Yeah. What is the real use case, right? And then you get something like generative AI and obviously chat GBT now, yep. and you can see the use case. And so now everybody's looking at this like, we have to have this. We need to figure out how we can implement this. We need to create more data centers. And if you look at the driving force of why the stock went up, it was because the increase in data centers ordering these chips. When they tried to put chat GBT together, it took 10 Thousand NVIDIA GPUs. Yeah. 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, and they were selling Think about that. When I burned up my motherboard on my desktop just to get the GeoForce replacement NVIDIA, it took three months to get one in. Yeah. So and I had to like go to like my buddy and be like, hey, can you order one? For one. Me? One. And then people were waiting six months. There was already demand there. Right. Um, but for them to switch, like you said, and then become big in crypto. Then on the enterprise side, which has not fully been revealed, like <laughs> they that plan hasn't even been f fully right. talked about publicly yet, not even on the earnings call. So um, the run there is going to be like something we've never seen. I do want to see what they're able to do the next quarter, yeah. but their lead they would be like if you drop LeBron off in the 1950s in the NBA and was like, "Hey, play!" Like that's how much of a gap they have on the, the AMD. The gap is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And, and a part of it was the when we look at the surge, people are like, "How did this happen?" Well, they offer their future guidance, and so we're talking about what it looks like in the future. They're saying they're looking at 50 percent increase in sales mm -hmm. for next year's quarter. Yeah, and so I mean. It's tough. Is it too late, though? 
if you we, have to uh, wait for a better price. Right. And I know people look at like the RSI, right? So relative strength. That index. does not matter. I've, let me just tell people because they're going to look at it. Yes. I know you hate RSI. But I don't People hate use it. it. It's like, but okay. Uh, let me just tell them what it Go is. Go ahead. Let me tell All them. Because, right, so, right. you know, there's a new view every day. That's true. So the relative strength index tells, is an indicator to tell people if a stock has been overbought or oversold. Now, it ranges from zero to 100 when it's about, I used to, I like the range of 20 and below. If mm -hmm. the score is 20 and under, yeah. it's been oversold, which means it might be a good time to buy. Yeah. If it's 70, I go 70, some people say 80. If the score is 70 or above, that means it's been overbought. Yeah. Probably not a good time to, to buy right now yeah. because it's really bullish, right? Bearish and bullish. NVIDIA's at 83. Okay, I'll, I'll, let me do my trader thing. Right, what it. time frame are you looking at on the RSI to know if you're getting an accurate read of where the market is going? So when mine personally, yep. well, if I use it, I usually keep it on the 14. Okay. 14 day. Yeah. Right? And so like that gives me a gauge of like, all right, what has been happening over the past two weeks? You could put it out a little further. Yeah. Let me just see what's happened over the past couple of weeks. And so when I saw it at 83, I'm like, ooh, yeah. okay. I'm, I've been in the position for a while, obviously, from stocks and options. Yeah. But then I looked at the whole sector. Right now, I'm not looking just solely on what this one semi's doing. Yeah. I want to see what all the semis are doing. The whole and if you look at- Yeah, it's above 70. <laughs> I mean, you got AMD at yeah. 89. Yeah. You got Intel at 82. Like, yeah. Which Intel shouldn't be there. It shouldn't be there. Yeah. But I mean, majority of these semis are in this overbought category yeah. if we're going to the relative strength index. Yeah, yeah. Um, my only thing about RSI is like no hedge funds use them. You don't have to listen to me. Listen to what the top five governments, top five traders, top five investment, Paul Tudor Jones, Warren Buffett, Einhorn, none of them use RSI. <laughs> Sometimes they'll give us an indicator as a retail trader to use that they'll pair against us. Mm. Sometimes. So like if, if it's something like when I go to like Stifle or if I see anyone trading on the floor, they never use that as a way to assess. I know some traders are going to be like, hey, I use it. If you use it and it works for you, I will say use a higher time frame, though, to get an accurate assessment. But, Leah, the, the entire sector, especially AMV, is like towards its highest. Mm -hmm. You got to wait for a better price to be able to get in. Here's some advice. Mm -hmm. You don't have to use it. We're just, I'm going to just give you some information. Yep. How about that? <clears throat> when we look at the space, and obviously NVIDIA has gone on a run, there's a couple things we need to know. NVIDIA designs chips. They do not make chips. Yep. Do you know who makes NVIDIA chips? Who makes them? Taiwan Semiconductor. Yes. So if we're looking at it from a space where it's like NVIDIA's run. Yeah. And you know what? It might be too high for us to get into it. Well, who's making those chips? Yeah. The same company we keep talking about and we brought it up with Buffett, the number one producer of the semis. What you trade it or what you invest in long term? I'm just saying that we should put it on our watch list. Okay. It should be on your watch list. Yeah. That is it. It should be. Here's another company. And this is and if you watch NVIDIA's run on Thursday and Friday, when it kept saying the reason it ran was because of the data storage, data storage. Yeah. Well, who is the semi company that is running the data storage? Marvel Technologies. Yeah. If you watched how that the two have paired with each other over the past couple of weeks, you can see that Mar Mar MRVL. Yep. If you if you look at the ticker, just watch the chart. Keep it keep it on your watch list because these are businesses that are flourishing because of what's happening, right? So if we're talking about data storage and data analysts, they need the storage, right? Because if you're thinking about generative AI, 
yes, they're creating prompts, but those things are being stored somewhere. It's because yeah. it has to remember so that the next time it gets prompt, it yeah. can give you a proper, that has to be stored somewhere. And so a company like Marvel makes sense. A company like TSM makes sense for a number of reasons, but yeah. especially in this NVIDIA climb, keep an eye on those two. Also, invest in the top two. Please put in chat, investing is really easy. Invest in the top two. AMD and NVIDIA have been the top two in the space mm -hmm. for six years. When that, everyone's asking, is Intel a good replacement? No, Intel is dead. Sorry. <laughs> is uh, SOXL a good replacement? No. Sometimes you just miss a move. Yeah. If I would have came to you with the idea for Market Mondays four years from now, it's, Rashad, like, it's too late. It's too, sometimes you have to get it on ground floor early. Yeah. yeah. And then be a part and ride. If you didn't catch it early, it's okay. Go to the next sector and look. But the only thing that concerns me with TS, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor, is like the geopolitical risk with yes. China. Yes. And things can go well, but one day it can go really bad. I don't like to have that much risk on the table. And we spoke about that. Yeah, so we like, can swing trade it. Right. But I wouldn't hold it for long term. Yeah. It, and, and what about, um, so will it crash in the future, do you see NVIDIA crashing? Because usually when stocks go up that much, we see that happen with Tesla. We've seen a lot of these yeah. things. Usually when stocks go up this much in a short period of time, they correct hard or they sometimes they even crash. Yeah. So now people are looking at like, is it time to short NVIDIA? I wouldn't short it because uh, the percentage of shorts, I think, is less than 2%. Mm. When I looked last... What, that percentage of shorts, the 2% as far as what? Like the overall... Uh, number of shares that's available now that people have been like shorting is only 2%. And you don't never want to jump in front of a train. Like <laughs> once you have this much momentum and we have to look and see, there's not many sectors that are hot at all internationally, let alone in the States. Mm -hmm. NVIDIA is like the one company besides Apple and Microsoft that produced, they gave a crypto-like game and everyone jumped on it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go against the momentum, but we'll look, pull back. Yeah, I think it'll come back to probably 340-ish. Um, anytime, because it went from 300 up to 389, it'll probably come back down to 340, like it'll settle for sure. And then you can find an opportunity to get back in. But in two weeks, I'll, I'll give a price, but it won't continue to gap up and go up 100% again. In like a yeah, it's, it's up 160% on the year, which is like options and futures numbers. Like it's, it's crazy. Insane. Here's the, here's the real question. And I try to find it myself. So I'm going to ask you, the master investor, mm -hmm. do they have a competitor? They don't have one competitor right now. Okay. That's the, that's the answer I have. At, at this moment. <laughs> like, so AMD, way behind. But in a few years, um, you go, like, I, I'm going to be very transparent. One of the biggest competitors in a few years would be Meta. Like, I know everyone's always like, yo, you anti-Meta. Shout out to everyone there. I appreciate you. Um, but Meta, Google, Apple will get in the chip space. And heavily in the next three or four years. But I think Meta will be one of the biggest competitors. But like as far as for the next two years, they have a clear runway. They have a clear runway. This is like uh, AOL in 1995. And like they have a large lead mm. right now that most people won't be able to catch up with yeah. for a long time. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, so what's the new target for NVIDIA going forward? My, well, I said it last week, but uh, and I know everyone adjusted as a result. But I have uh, NVIDIA going to 450 in less than a year. Then I have it at 556 in about a year and a half. So if you're, like, looking to extend out um, where, where you want to exit on the long-term side, those are the two prices I would give. Remember, yeah. I was calling 450 before it, people thought it was going to— Like, I don't know if the earnings was going to be this amazing 
But at the trajectory it was going, like 450 was inevitable, but 556 in like a year and a half or two years is what I think they'll be. All right. You yeah. monitor the situation. Um, hit the like button. Yes, please. And share. Also, one last thing about the scamming situation. I feel like <laughs> it's up it's up for you guys. When you see it's over with. When you see information that's provided on NVIDIA and QQQ and different things, and you know for a fact that you made money from watching a program, and you know for a fact that you got an Airbnb and it helped change your life, and you know for a fact that you watched Matt's episode and you got a three-family home and that changed the trajectory of your future. If you if you see slander or propaganda, it's up Thank to them. you to actually be an evangelist for the people that have actually helped you. Mm-hmm. We need your help just like you need our help. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, that's something that it's not up to us to fight every single little you know, nuance out there on the internet. But if you see something, you know the truth. The real's always going to prevail. So it's up to Sometimes the hate is louder than the love, too. I've learned that. Nah, for sure. But it's also also important to evangelize, to be evangelist for something that you know is real. Yeah. You know, so because what could potentially happen is that you already know, so you're not even worried about it. You're like, that's not even nothing, but somebody else may not know. Mm-hmm. And they may that may affect their ability to actually tune in and to learn. Yep. And that's gonna affect their ability to actually make money. Mm-hmm. So that's important to, to keep in mind as far as the, the people are the biggest evangelist of the truth and never take that for granted. It's important. And it's going to make it so much harder because I was listening in the comments when you guys were like, who should we interview next? And I saw some people be like, interview new and upcoming people. But I'm like, stuff like this makes it incredibly hard to even want to take the risk to interview someone new. Like, even when I sent the text, I'm like, got to look at balance sheet statements. The amount of testimonials somebody would need now yeah. to even be interviewed is cumbersome <laughs> at best. So it's a lot of ripple effects, but I do truly believe, like, I think everyone, same with NVIDIA. Like, NVIDIA was quiet. They found their niche and they became the best. I think there has to be an emphasis on being the best and not giving, like, I think everyone wants sensational ass. Like, the show would be eight times bigger if I was like, yo, tune in to Market Mondays. I can show you how to get a 1,000% return in a year. The risk is too fuck. Anyone who's doing that, they're doing it because the money isn't there. Mm. You cannot promise any kind of gains higher than 12% if you are in the stock market. There's the same cap in real estate. So, like, if people are promising something that is too good to be true, there's a reason why. But also, the audience has to not want that. I know no one wants to slow grind, but the slow grind is how you get there. These thoughts and views are brought to you by Ian Dunlap <laughs> and Ian Dunlap only. If I've made you money, please put yes in chat. Let's get them likes up. Let's so, go. So money better than no money. Facts. So are AMD, Intel, and SOXL. What is SOXL? It's a ETF. ETF. It's, a, it's, uh, it's, it's comparable to like SMH. Yeah. Are there good replacements for NVIDIA? SOXL, no. It's too slow moving. Intel, dead in the water. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, maybe if this was 2003, you would have had a chance. AMD um, are like the number one or number two draft picks. So yeah, I like those. But other than that, I wouldn't touch anything else in the space. Yeah, I would even take the word replacement out. I would put addition. That's in a great point. In addition to. Yes. Right. And so, I mean, I, was, I told three years ago when I, when I had the AMD and I had the call yep. and, I, and I sold the shares to get uh, 500 shares of AMD. Well, Similar cool. to, yeah, same same thing. It was like, it goes back to that principle. If you are, if you have an option call in the company, mm-hmm. 
then you believe in the company, yeah. right? So why not have shares in the company as well? And so, like, what we saw what happened. That's a great point. But we talked about it before. But you should invest and trade in the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so, if I had Nvidia, right? If I have a call on it, let me get some some shares of it as well, right? And so, when you see something that happens like Thursday, you reap the benefits of that mm -hmm. on a number of occasions. So I had two calls and shares, and it was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. All of these have have accumulated money, but it's important to look at it like, hey, I'm not just taking this company and I'm replacing it with the next one. No, these companies are the number one, two in the space. Yeah. Let's add both of them to the portfolio because we can see the benefits of them in the future. Like we can clearly see yeah. over the last six months what AI has done, just yeah. the rumor of AI and the possibilities of it. And we've started incorporating some of the things we do. And it's like, we show it to people and they're like, yeah, chat crazy. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And so again, once we hear that that space is going to be prominent in the future, how do we get invested in it? Other than saying, all right, hey, how do I own ChatGBT? Mm -hmm. uh, well, that's going to that's gonna be tough. Yeah. Well, who are the companies that are making sure that this runs? So addition, uh, I think would be a better word than remember. But if AMD begins to get their GPUs to work on CUDA, which NVIDIA does, yeah. maybe they can heat up this race because like, and you guys go shout out to CUDA Love, Harlem World, but CUDA, is, is like, uh, <laughs> go look at it. Where else will you get this kind of information and jokes on hip-hop and how to make money? But CUDA, C-U-D-A, is what NVIDIA is running on. They're the only one in the space. So they literally have a legal monopoly right now on the enterprise side. I wonder if, if an AMD can get their GPUs to work on CUDA if they will have a considerable climb and leap as well. So that's like how NVIDIA's created a moat. They were very quiet. Yeah. Why AMD? AMD was going off, but they were just like quietly planning and they've executing really well. And once they put this last tier in with, with these other enterprises. I think it benefits though, yeah. right? It's like one of those things when we see NVIDIA go up, right? Now there's, there's other semis that are affected with that positively. Don't get because, pulled up, yeah. Just because of the space. So yeah. if AMD does come up with something like that, yeah, right? If they figure out- The rising tide lifts all boats. Exactly. Kind of I think, it, I think it, it, they're so far ahead that I think that would be one of those situations like yeah. the rising tide, again, lifts all boats and yeah. they'll just continue to rise because it's like, all right, they've implemented something. How do we not combat that? But that only improves the specs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So Elon Musk, um, so he said that he has FDA approval for Neuralink, which um, brain impl implants in a human. Um, and they actually uh, reported that um, chips in human brain actually help somebody that was paralyzed yeah. take, a, take a step. Um, so that's something he posted on Instagram and I got a lot of, you know, traction. A lot crazy. of people had, you know, comments about that as far as the FDA has approved it. And um, for the purposes of helping people with spinal cord injuries, helping people with, um, you know, those type of uh Issues, uh -huh. right? And then they've also talked about it. It potentially help people with um, Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, different things. Like that. So that's like the first phase of it is to on a medical side. Yeah, not just on a performance enhancement <laughs> regular person. Yeah. So, um, but ultimately that probably would come down the line once it's proven that yeah. safe and you know. But this is like the first implementation of it. So, what's what's thoughts on this? This one's scary. I know the first use cases. I thought it was amazing that the guy would be able to walk mm -hmm. with assistance. Mm -hmm. My concern is what's going to happen in phase three. Like once that trust, going back to trust, is built, and let's say it does help with Alzheimer's, does help with uh, people that, that are paralyzed, maybe have some learning disabilities, what happens in 10 years? When now you have scale, 
and then the nefarious intentions kind of turn the tide, and now you're now things are being done that shouldn't be done. Um, I like Elon as an entrepreneur. Troubled history. If you go back to the family structure and how their wealth was gained, I don't like this at all. I'm gonna go on the record and say I think Elon is one of the brightest entrepreneurs in the last 30 years. But this idea is too close to playing God. And I don't know if the technology is in the right hands. I don't know whose hands it will be in that would be safe, but I'm very afraid of it being his hands at this time. FDA approval is interesting to me. Yes. Um, because when I'm FDA approves for public safety and health mm-hmm. for drugs and food. And food, yep. Does, do those chips actually qualify as either? It's a drug. It's a drug, so technically. It, 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 it's, it's technically a chip. Yeah, but, but is it a drug? Implant it. It's a drug in the purpose of um, a medical, it's, it's helping a medical situation. So like, yeah. a, like a pacemaker would be considered in yeah. this space? Yeah, or, or nanobots. <clears throat> nanobots? Yeah, same thing. It's a, I agree. Right? I mean, no, but just like a pacemaker, yeah, like you said. That's what I said. If, 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 if you put a pacemaker in somebody, or if, you, if you, any of those type of things, it's that aids in the health. A, it's aids in, in the issues and, of health, and that's why that's the first that's the first thing that they tried to attack. When they didn't try to go on, we're gonna make you smarter. We're gonna yeah. help you learn Spanish. It's like yeah. let's go this route first, yeah. which I think is brilliant. Hearing aid, which actually, is smart. Actually brilliant. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like that's the first part of it, which is like okay, but I, what's the next part of it? The next part of human is human evolution. As far as so a, a race of superhumans, where I feel like artificial intelligence will be simultaneous with regular intelligence. It's already kind of using that. Like if you use ChatGPT, you're, you, you're using your own intelligence because you have to give ChatGPT prompts. Yeah. So you're using your own intelligence, and then they're giving you artificial intelligence, and then you read it, and then you might want to adjust it a little bit even more. Yeah. So the next evolution of that is having a chip inside of your brain and you're using your brain capacity on a certain level and there's artificial intelligence that's being used on a certain level. Yeah. And this is the next evolution of humanity. Now, will I put a chip in my brain? Probably not. My guy Mook said he'd do it. But if I was paralyzed, I would. Okay. So it's like, you know, it's it's one of these things where it's like, let's not be so quick to, because let's just be honest. Me, right now, no. If I'm paralyzed, God forbid and God bless anybody that is paralyzed. But yeah, I'm probably going to take that chance because the risk-reward ratio. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it, it, it's one of these things where it's tricky. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely, I mean, when I saw the, the gentleman walk and I was just like, wow. It's amazing. The power of technology. And I get it. If, and for the assistance part of it, uh, I think the, the the scary part or the tricky part, I think, is the enhancement part. Yeah. Right. Because if it's if you're not doing it to assist and you're now doing it to enhance, where's like how do we draw the barrier? Right. So like when you when you just give that example, like if I have intelligence, right? I if I'm putting a chip in my brain to enhance my intelligence, mm-hmm. and also too with Elon being very strategic and getting government funded for Tesla all these years, becoming the number one electronic vehicle maker. Now he runs one of the number one media companies in the world, even though DeSantis launched his campaign there. That That, seemed like a failure. That was a botch. It was, you know, botch job. If you run media, health, EV, 
I think it's a little bit dangerous because, like, if there's a narrative being pushed around that it isn't good later, having that much media, he can turn the tides on what what the truth is. Because most report, there's no investigative journalism, hardly, other than, like, 60 Minutes. Like, when you sent me um, the stuff about the Mormon church, like, I haven't seen any in-depth reporting. Like, I find it funny at a time when we need more factual information, they're destroying all the media companies at one time. You think, like, no Vice has no value to anyone? Gone. Gone. But then he emerges. Elon's smart, man. I, I Like, strategically, I think he is one of the best chess players that I've seen in the last hundred years. But I'm afraid when if he gets to his 60s and turns on that evil Tony Stark brain, that we, we can have a few issues there. I think the first iteration of Neuralink will be I mean, for, for people that are paralyzed and have certain conditions, yeah. it would be great. I'm worried about what happens 10 years now. Like, Elon is our Gates. So my question is, would you want Bill Gates to have this information or access to Neuralink or build Neuralink right now? If the answer is no, I don't think we need this in the hands of him either at this time. Are you saying, like, this is the new wave, wave of brainwashing? Absolutely. Right, rather than sitting in front of the TV for hours? Yep. I now have a chip inside of your head? What's, I mean, and, and I own one of the biggest media platforms that can at the same time. And Elon is not American. Everyone's, yo, you're fear-mongering. No, I'm not. Like, how did a, a non-national come in and gain all of this power? It's interesting. But what do I know? I'm just a guy who does a show with two amazing guys <laughs> and gets your tickets to Invest Fest. <laughs> Maybe I ask oh, Robert oh, Smith what he thinks. Only <laughs> above it, true. Yeah. <laughs> but what do we know? You have it. Well, um, all right. So Charlemagne says it's over <laughs> Dunlap. But Andrew Schultz says it will make him more valuable. So Charlemagne was on the Brilliant Idiots and they had talked about chat GBT mm-hmm. on any investment side and said that, you know, it's um gonna lead to put in the clip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So he says it's gonna lead to the end of for people like yourself. Yeah. That, you know, are, first name he thought of was yeah. you. So yeah. pretty much I'll paraphrase this. Like, what's the point of having somebody um, you know, using their own intuition or using charts or yeah. using their knowledge base when you can have the smartest intelligence ever created yeah. just tell you like this is the right stock to buy this is the right time to buy it like you don't have to have a financial advisor you don't have to have a mentor you don't have yep. to have anybody you can just ask the computer the question the computer's going to give you the, the answer without personal bias without being sick without being tired from you know not sleeping properly yeah. all that type of stuff and then Andrew Schultz was saying that um, well it's probably going to weed out a lot of people, but yeah. the people that are really, you know, experts in the field, it just makes the, Increase the value. expertise more valuable. So, all right. So, we what's the deal with this? Um, the, I can't believe the the white boys shouted me out first. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Everyone's like, why would Charlamagne attack you? <laughs> Listen, like, I, I want to tell Charlamagne thank you. Because, like, for one, being the media, he didn't have to say my name. He could have just said everyone in the field is going to be ruined. So, like, that was his way of, like, Showing some love. Shout out to Alex as well for, mm-hmm. like, defending me. But I think we're at a very interesting point where, like, if you have exceptional talent, your exceptional talent has to be able to be artificial intelligence. They can chat GPT all they want to. They can't put together the interviews and the media that you guys do. Go ahead and try it. You can go to video.ai and get munch and clip all of all you want. It's hard to get the same traction and get all the guests. 
and having and build relationship for two years. Um, so I think the big lesson is to have like talent that is so exceptional that even AI can't beat it. Crystal ball app is coming soon too. We gonna fight that too. So well played. Thank you for the promo, Charlemagne. Whatever you check you need because I'm gonna run ads to this forever. Appreciate you. Um, and lastly, I will say when they do make the ChatGPT version for the stock market, they won't be available to retail traders. JP Morgan is currently working on a ChatGPT-like service. Mm-hmm. It's already been inst- installed in some parts of Bloomberg. It's not going to be available to the public. And the chip maker that I keep screaming about. Mm. So it's another way with the AI to, this is like digital redlining. They're going to give us access to some things, but like, all, <coughs> when do you think Keller Williams is going to come up with their own version and, and they can pinpoint down to the neighborhoods and the best cities where they need to buy every property? When, when I saw JP Morgan was working on it, and I'm like, well, BlackRock's been buying up everything in the last two years. Maybe they have some software to pinpoint where to buy. They're buying at scale. What, what does it say for the people who work on Wall Street and work in financial services? For them, if they're creating, I mean, if you're saying that these these companies, enterprises are building AI, generative AI software, mm-hmm. does it replace them? So like the, the broker, the analyst that works on Wall Street? For a lot of people, it does. I mean, because you've had algorithmic trading for the last right. 30 years, but be so good that you can't be replaced. Right. Like if you can get 100% return year over year, you're not going to get fired. Like we see it in sports. Like if you are the most exceptional players get the highest salaries. So, like, LeBron being able to do this for 20 years straight, even though they got knocked out playoffs, there's no other player that has had a 20-year run like him. No. Like, be so exceptional that even AI can't replace you. So, but thank you, Charlamagne, for the shout-out. I'm going to use this in every meeting. And invest let's get your tickets. <laughs> right, I already got the intro loading up. That's <laughs> <laughs> your intro for investment. Oh, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, we're going to clip up everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Clip up everything. Said my Highlight name. Real. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Highlight real video loaded. For real. It has been revealed that Germany is in a recession after two quarters of negative growth once adjusted for inflation. What does this mean for the rest of the world and for our economy? At some point, they're going to have to stop lying to us and say that we're in a recession. They used the definition. They went by definition. Yes. That yes, we are, we're so, in a recession. So after they adjusted for inflation, like Germany is one of the biggest countries an economy. So if they're in trouble, I know the UK is in trouble. For whatever reason, they won't announce that we are here. Um, I think what they want to do is have the gains come out by fourth quarter and say that we were in the fastest recession ever and kind of like play with the numbers and cook the books a little bit. That's what it feels like they're trying to do. Um, but it does show that everything is slowing down. And if you just go outside and go into stores, you can see it and feel it. But I don't think that at this time they want... Biden to have a historic loss in the economy going into an election. So I feel like there's been a, like a lot of pulling in the media of when to announce this. I mm-hmm. think that if we finally get some growth in the third quarter or fourth quarter, and that's in his favor, they're going to run with that. And then it'll help him when he goes to the general election. But if Germany's in trouble, UK has been in trouble, Mexico has been light, weaker, Canada has been weaker, I don't know why they haven't signaled that we are in a global recession. And also, if NVIDIA, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, the only stocks we're talking about, that in itself is a sign of a weak economy. Out of 6,000 stocks, (laughs) we have to talk about the same eight every week. 
Yeah. Like, nothing in the roster 2000 is really moving. All those are underweight. They're still attacking Brian from Coinbase. Um, the crypto space is still down. Once again, if six out of 6,000 stocks are profitable, or the main six that we're talking about, that's less than 1%. That shows you alone that we're in a recession. Yeah. We just don't want to announce it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things in economics, right? Well, why are they in a recession? The, if you look at the, the main causes of it, Gas prices. Yep. So when we, when we talk about the conflict between Ukraine and Russia, like that has an impact on Europe. Yes. Germany is the largest economy in Europe. But inflation is an issue. Absolutely. It's a, it was an issue here. It's an issue there. Yep. And so what happens in, when there's inflammatory prices, people stop spending. Yep. Right? You want, you, you, you want people to stop spending so you can lower inflation, but the outcome is that you now go into a recession. Yeah. Um, and so we always talk about it here about from a standpoint of how economics works and how we're trying to have a soft landing. Yeah. They've come out and just said, look, we're sticking to the definition, right? Two negative quarters, that's where we're at. Spending is down. Gas yeah. prices have affected us. This is a recession. Yeah. Now, for them, and from all the reports, are saying this is going to be short-lived because, mm -hmm. as you said, like I said, spending has come down. Inflation is going to come down. Yeah. The gas prices will settle at some point, natural gas prices. And so you, they, they're looking at it as a short-term thing, but at least they've stuck to the, the concrete saying, like, all right, People, this is what it is. Yeah. How will we deal with it? As as opposed to what we've done here, it's like, oh, well, let's change what we'll the, move the definition. Is. Let's 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 push the gold yeah. black a little further. Nah, we're not really. It, the numbers are good. GDP is good. So it's like it's weird. It's, it, this is the approach of being upfront versus like, all right, let's let's delay what's really happening. Yeah. What have you guys done personally to offset inflation? Or like, let's say, earn your leisure's three tips for growing your business in a recession. I'm learning. Like, what have you guys done this year? differently than you were doing last year so we can give a solution to everyone watching what have we done differently i think we've just been as consistent as as we always have i think we've found new ways to be innovative and look at scale yeah um and so and i know we put up the post about africa it was like no we're not just saying these things we're looking at the world as a global economy, yep. right? It's the reason why we're in Toronto. It's the reason why we're going to the, uh, London to do yep. Market Mondays Live. There's a reason why we're going to Ghana to do Market Mondays Live yep. because it's a global economy. And so if the economy here in the United States is, is I, know, I wouldn't say shaky, but there's some uncertainty, well, let's look at the global economy and let's mm -hmm. see where we can now add scale to what we've already uh, built. Yeah. Then that's one of the things. Yeah. Y'all seen the same thing I saw. I'm like, there's no Kramer. <laughs> Who, who's the number in Mexico, Africa? Like, let's who, not give what's the number let's one? Not, let's not give him everything. Yeah. Oh, TV timeout. <laughs> Sub me out. So the million now you have for me. That's what Big said. Like, you know, a tour, a tour, a world tour never been done before. So it's like when we do stuff, everybody follows it. But then we do stuff that nobody can do. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the, the globe is, is humbly. On. We're not fighting domestically. We're not fighting. We're not fighting domestically. Yeah, it's international, and um, it's levels. It's levels to this. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, you go to Shug Shotty. Yo. You that? You feel it, right? No, nah, I mean it really is, though. Respectfully speaking. Respectfully. Respectfully speaking. Okay. I like you turning up this year. <laughs> Last year, I used to go crazy. Yo. Now he the one. Damn. 
Uh, can you give them one after your greatest <laughs> interlude? Can you give them one tip to grow during a recession Yo, so man. we can remain of the people? So I think that, you know, <laughs> one of the biggest things is that see what the biggest need is. Yeah. Right? Like during recessions, like there's always things that's like, damn, like why isn't there this? Or why isn't there yes. this? And why there's a missing gap. There's always missing. In every market. Yeah. Even, right, so like Market Mondays was started during a recession, right? Yep. Started during the economic downturn during COVID. So it's like, okay, you said you wanted to do a show. It's like, okay, now there's at the time, there's no Absolutely. show yeah. from our community that's on YouTube that's talking about investing in real time, not pre-recorded, like live show. Yep. And we could talk about topics and it's different. And that's making money. Yeah. So it was a need. So it was yeah. a need for Market Mondays, right? So seeing that the, there's a need for it is like, we can complain like, yo, why why is there no investment show? Or we can see it as an opportunity yep. and say, okay, this is a need to start an investment show. Yep. And this is what happens from starting a need-based business. So I think that when you start need-based businesses and during a recession, look at the landscape. Yep. Look to see what is not currently being serviced. What would you like to see and create it? And then that's where you can attack. And that could be anywhere. That could be on the food space. That could be on the content space. That could be on the technology side. Like a variety of different places. But I feel like take a step back, look to see, you know, where there's gaps in the in the playing field. Mm -hmm. And then attack that. Don't do what everybody else is doing. There's too much content out right now. Yeah, like don't try to it's start. too much content. Don't try to start Market Mondays 2.3 now. Don't try to start Earn Your Leisure with the... Spanish version, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, now it's like, now you look like you're following trends. Yeah. Don't try to start a high level conversation, part seven, like, you know what I'm saying? And interview uh, every guest. That's Real like, Rants and Gems. That's that. yeah, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> nah, that's, that's not the best way to go about it. Innovation will always win yeah. over imitation. Yeah. Oh, I want to give a gem out so bad, but I'm going to keep it in the house until Market Mondays in London. Get your tickets. Peacock Theater, yes. yes. <laughs> McCarthy <laughs> predicts debt ceiling deal will pass U.S. House of Republican. Well, you pass U.S. House with Republican support, but if it does, will the stock market drop? If it doesn't, I'm assuming. If it yes. doesn't, will the stock market drop 45 percent if a debt ceiling deal isn't reached? No. So if a debt ceiling deal isn't reached, will the stock market crash? Yeah, I saw this going going viral the other day. No, there's never been a precedent for one thing outside of a few catalysts to make the market go down that much. Now, if that, that happens and then they finally announce recession together, then yes. But them not reaching a debt ceiling deal. That alone won't drive the market. Well, they re they reached a tentative deal. Tentative. So, I mean, we won't see the impact on it till tomorrow when the market yeah. opens. Um, but we said this last week. It's it a lot like, of posturing. Yeah it, yeah, it looks good, but the reality is this is going to happen. McCarthy was feeling like shoddy. <laughs> Respectfully, he like, listen, Biden, I'm the biggest. I control everything. What I, you want to do? I need some concessions. Get down or lay down. We need some concessions. And Biden fell asleep and Kamala said, okay, we'll give you a concession. We got to have some We always come to a, a, an agreement on a debt ceiling. Like, it's probably one of the biggest non-factors in the stock market in terms of, like, what will move the market overall. And, and once the, deal, uh, the ceiling is agreed to, it's not going to move that market much to the upside either. Still not a lot of growth there overall. Like, it will provide some calm. But leading up to it, the market has been rallying like crazy. 
Yeah, I think we had one day, uh, maybe two Fridays ago. Yeah, when there was some talks that they weren't going to reach a deal. Yeah, and we saw it pull back. But and like we said, like it, it makes for great news articles. It, it makes for great headlines. But at the end of the day, when people are using word like uh, catastrophic, yeah. <laughs> like these really big words to yeah. talk about danger. You know on the other side of this. Yeah. We're going to figure this out because we have to. Apple missing earnings, Microsoft missing earnings, NVIDIA missing earnings would have been big. If inflation goes up, um, war, rate hikes, those are the things that really matter. Yeah. All this is like tertiary information that doesn't have the, the impact. You, re you remember at the end of 2022 when everybody's analyst about what 2023 is going to look like was – the first and second quarter, we're going to start seeing earners. Mm -hmm. they, they're, they're going to be negative. They're yeah. not going to come out great. People are going to really show what happened during the pandemic. Yeah. Now that you know the economy's back open, we're going to see inflation. the effects of inflation. First quarter has happened. Second quarter has happened. Yeah. Kind of looking okay. Yeah. We're kind of looking all right. Slow and steady while we're in the race. Yeah. Two tech, two index, no stress. What, is, what is one a fundamental secret that you can personally use that you can sh that you personally use that you can share with the audience that will help them have higher gains this year. I Man, I probably should say this for London, but I want to give y'all a free piece of advice. So, uh, whatever is going to drive the overall GDP of the United States up higher, as given to us by the White House, that's the number one sector that you have to be invested in. So, last week we talked about one fundamental institutional. Uh, how many? How much institutional buy-in you have? But like, if you can see, like the one of the reasons I wasn't that big on NFTs, and I'm not going to pick on NFTs. But if the government is not behind a sector, it's not going to rise. Every boom, industrial boom we've had, automotive, education, technological, it was all pushed by the government first, as this is what we're going to put money into for the next ten years. Mm -hmm. AI seems to be the next space. Um, and when I saw the government was also blocking crypto, that was one of the reasons why I was like, on a fundamental side, like it has a cap for how high it could go. They seem to be behind AI because the the fang boom is over. So that social media, web 2.0, that boom is over. AI is like the next industrial revolution, if you will. And the government's going to be completely behind that. And as a result, that's a fundamental indicator you have to look at to see, okay, this is the sector that I need to be invested in. Um, they're going to drive billions of dollars into it over the next 10 years. I need to park money there to be able to take advantage of it. So institutional versus retail. Find what it's retail does not matter. I'm just saying, when yeah. we're looking at percentages of, of a company and who's investing in it. Yep. And this is for anybody that's like, especially for like beginner investors. Yep. You want to see where retail money is mm -hmm. and you want to see the percentage be larger from it. Institution. Institution money, right? Absolutely. Because they're always going to outweigh the amount of money that the retail has. And it shows you safety. Exactly. So, like, if you see a company, like, has 80% institutional backing, it's probably one of the safest companies on earth versus where if it's, like, 40% yeah. and then you're finding about it on Reddit. Yeah. Like, and then when you look at who the institutions are, especially in tech, yeah. a couple of names you're going to see. Vanguard. Vanguard's going to be there. BlackRock. BlackRock's going to be there. And then you know, okay. Yeah. If these if these institutions State are backing State Street will be there. Blackstone, like once you see those, there's, there's safety. There's yeah, some safety there. There's safety in there. You, you said the the acronym thing. Yeah. And I, I was reading some reports that is it now time to take Netflix out and put Nvidia in? The Fang run is done. Meta changed their name. 
It was a good era. It was like that piff. <laughs> <laughs> that era of mixtape and it's done. This now we're at the Spotify playlist. I'm sorry. Um Apple, Microsoft. Like, I think those two alone are, are better. And if you go look year over year, they've outpaced for sure. Like Apple's up 35% right now. Yes, it is. So I know people are like, oh, I don't like this boring. If you don't like money, then don't put money into Apple or Microsoft. Gave you NVIDIA, great. Gave you AMD. Netflix has so much competition. I see HBO Max change their name to Max. To Max, yeah. There's so much consolidation. And that media space is always tough because like the first four or five years, you have a huge gain and everyone comes and competes. Not everyone has their own spinoff. Like, so you have HBO Max, Netflix, Paramount. What's Jocelyn's shows on? Uh, is that on Zeus? Zeus, right? <laughs> yeah. You got is it Patreon? Yeah, yeah. Everybody oh, got a subscription only watching. for C. He's watching. Jocelyn, hilarious. <laughs> Come on the show, right? You got Patreon only for. It's too many. I want to be in a space where there's few competitors and there's a bunch of people that are not that don't have the access to be able to easily get in. Yeah, Netflix did a fundamental change with the the uh, shared accounts. Yeah, they are charging more. <laughs> Well, I mean, well played, but it's a little too late. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little late in the game. Um, I mean, if if you're looking for new ways to get revenue, I don't. Even, how much do they charge? I know it was it was twelve ninety nine. Now, if you share passwords, depending on how many you share, I think you get. Yeah, sure, yeah. So no, I'm not sure about how much they charge. Shout out, yeah. I think Netflix Maybe. is still a good company, but the, I, I don't think they'll go back up to the six hundred level or five hundred level that they were at anytime soon. They have too many competitors. It's too much TV. I want to see if a cable provider will make a comeback soon. Because now, like, if you factor in YouTube TV or, like, the premium YouTube with all the subscriptions, we're paying the same that we were paying for cable, cable six yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago. YouTube TV, it, it, yeah. it equates to it. Yeah. yeah. So. We'll see. So, George Soros cuts ties from Tesla <laughs> and all EV investments after Black Lives a Matter. public <laughs> war with Elon Musk. So, is this a bad sign for Tesla or will this be positive for the stock in George Soros, you want to give background information for him, for people that don't know who he is? Yes, he's one of uh, the most famed investors of the last, I'm learning, of the last uh, 100 years. Um, and I'll keep it clean at that point. Hello to everyone in the audience, I'm learning. That was, that was clean. Yes. <laughs> I won't state my other views and thoughts. But yeah, uh, Joros is a super investor. Him and Elon have had a spat going back and forth for a while. As a result, he sold off his Tesla positions and is completely out of the EV space. You can go see Elon's commentary on George if you like. I don't think it's uh, a positive or a, a negative. You never really want a super investor to leave from investing in your company. But George isn't liked as much as maybe like, say, a Buffett or even a car icon. Uh, we've had a couple of billionaire battles. Like now I see... Um, Carl Icahn and oh my god, he got into it with somebody on CNBC a couple of years ago. It slipped my mind. Um, I'll come back to it. I'll put it in chat. Um, but Soros leaving it won't have a a huge impact on the stock. But if I see three or four more super investors leave, it could be a sign of trouble for uh, Tesla for sure. Bill Ackman. Bill Ackman and Bill Ackman. And Icon are getting to it. Going back to the trusting. And also now, this is one of the biggest lessons I've learned too. Gotta not to make enemies. 
Bill Ackman and Carl Icahn were going at it on CNBC. Legendary fight. Like, this kind of like when Cameron was like, Curtis! It was one of those moments, right? <laughs> but now that Ackman is down, or excuse me, now that Icahn is down and IEP is being attacked, Bill Ackman came back out swinging and said, hey, Carl's never been a nice guy. The allegations could be true, but we shall see while Person Square Capital is doing much better. So I've learned that you should not make enemies because when you're down, those enemies could then pile in on top of you to potentially put you out of business. And even though Warren Buffett is a shark, <coughs> more so than any other, he never shows it in public. He always with the grandpa, happy-go-lucky. There's an index on like the happiness CEO versus like the evil mean one. The happy CEOs t- typically do much better. As a result. Is it an indicator of the EV space that Soros is taking out? Because uh, you just brought up a very great point, mm-hmm. not to make enemies in this, right? And yep. if we're talking about business, um, there was news last week that Tesla and Ford are working together. Yeah. That, you know, Ford is going to be able to use the Tesla charging stations. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the number one and I guess like the number two in the EV space. Yeah. Working together. We're not creating it. We have to figure this thing out together. But if you see investors like Soros pulling out of the EV space, is it it an indicator of, you know what, this might be a space that we kind of maybe overhyped or it's not going to be ready? Yes. The EV space, ESG and AI are way too overhyped. In each space, there may be one or two players that really matter. ChatGPT and AI, NVIDIA. ESG, not many matter. I don't even want to touch that subject. And um, I think they overhyped it because they were looking for another sector to invest in. Mm. So before you can invest in it, you need the PR behind it to build up the narrative around it. But like, look at all the ESG companies that we talked about in 2020. We said then they weren't of much value. They're not even talked about now. (laughs) So they're going through the cyclical wave of like boom and bust. But yeah, I think the EV space is overrated. Um, and Tesla's the only player that really matters. Maybe yeah. GM or Ford to be second, but I do like that they are building those alliances with Ford and non-EV related uh, automotive, automotive vehicle companies so they can have some partnership there. But overall, like the, I think the sector's underperformed. Yeah, that's interesting. Now I'm thinking about it, right? You, you think about the gap between, we always say invest in the top two, Yeah, but the gap between one and one two. One and two is wide. <laughs> like, especially if we talk about the semis and now we're talking about EV, it's like Tesla yeah. and it's like... GM, uh, Ford. Uh, it's a it's a wide gap between those two. Yeah, not sexy. Will PayPal stock ever recover? No. <laughs> no, I'm going to give a more nuanced <laughs> answer. The probability of te- of PayPal stock recovering is less than maybe 40%. And I mean back to the all-time highs. PayPal is down 66% on the year. It's tough. Oh, like, from 2022. Yes. I mean, when we look at the the stock that, like, they're not the best player in the space. Also, they're also competing against one major thing, and that's inflation, which is, does not seem to be coming down anytime soon. And there are some other better players in that space overall. Um, if I look, yeah, they're at $60 as of right now. Like, I don't see how they can get back to 250 260 Leadership is not doing well. And I don't know anyone, any talent. I actually, guys, it's like when you talk to people at 816Z or any hedge fund, any capital management, does anyone ever mention wanting to recruit talent or going to PayPal. Is it even a topic? Davos. It's never even mentioned. Yeah, it's not in the conversation. At all. Yeah. So I think they're a great company 
for the last boom, but the mismanagement has been egregious since Elon and that PayPal mafia left. Yeah. Um, now, if they can get the boys back together, maybe Peter Thiel and everyone can get back together and take over PayPal. Let's bring the great. Right, but I don't, I don't think so. Uh, they did receive good news uh, last week. They were the number one rate as far as consumer usage. So when we're talking about the space uh, on payment processing, they they were they had a great rating because of how accessible yeah. it was, which is great from a customer standpoint. From yeah. a business standpoint, like you said, those factors, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough to rebound. And one of the things we talk about, especially with Apple, is <coughs> what is the competitive moat? There isn't one. Especially when you have like Apple in the space, you have Block. I know they've had some issues, but like when you're looking at regular banking, and they're lucky Stripe never got a chance to go public. Stripe would have put the final blow in yeah. PayPal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Stripe is an interesting case too, right? Like they were on pace to have the largest largest IPO in the history. Timing. My old mentor used to say the difference between timing and food poisoning, no, the difference between uh, an excellent meal and food poisoning is timing. It's true. Like, you just missed your moment. Yeah. If they would have went public right in 2020, it would took the world over by storm. And I don't think that once the market got readjusted in every sense, I, there's no room. Yeah, I think they had a valuation of $153 billion. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that was close was SpaceX. I think SpaceX now, yeah. eventually, if it does go public, will be the largest. And the bigger issue in America, we have to build better companies. Mm. Most of the companies that are getting created are remixes of social media companies that have already existed. Or like you talked about earlier, people are remixing the <coughs> idea. Like I love when people say, hey, I watched the show and I'm making something in telecom or a space that you're not even thinking about. It's like, okay, how did you even come up with that idea? Like you want to be in a vacuum <coughs> or have like a, a quiet monopoly. Um, or if you have like cough syrup that works in a day for a shot, yeah, 22ndcure.com, <laughs> right? You need things that are incredibly innovative, but you operate in your own silo. Like before we did the show, like you said, there was no one talking about investing in our space. And I didn't want to be like the best black show. I'm gonna be the best show, period. What shows on CNBC have made you more money than Market Mondays? Shout out to Josh Bonowin, Nigerian. I love everyone over there. But when I watched CNBC all those years, I wasn't making money. And not giving you entries and exits. And mm-hmm. then y'all giving out the options. Like, find a way to be the only player in your space that really matters. So, um, Jay-Z, Jack Dorsey. <laughs> What's that about? Jack Dorsey brought title. Yes. I have a question. Did Jay-Z finesse Jack Dorsey in a bond title for $3 billion? I wouldn't what say you, finesse. What do you mean finesse? Yeah, you got it. Number one, first and foremost. Uh, Jay is like, <laughs> why is Jay not running a Fortune 500? He pretty much sold title at the, when, okay, when did he sell it? What year? Uh, Talk about market timing. Was it 19? 2019. Okay. Before, before the bottom came out of everything, right? Right. right. <laughs> now, Jack didn't implement the plan, but Jay did give a plan how he can integrate title and square. I don't know why Jack didn't use it. Great. Cash App became a big thing. But my thing <coughs> is like, if Jack never did anything, well, I should put it better. Is Jay-Z one of the best market timers when it came to selling title? Yeah, I think you sell high, you buy low, sell high. So, but not many people do it. Jay's got out some. He, he bought it for what, fifty two million, fifty six million. Yes, 
Partnership with Sprint. Yeah. Well played. Sell it off to Jack. Yeah. <laughs> if Jay Z ran Square, what do we what would we think Square would be or Block? Uh. If Puff ran Netflix, <laughs> what do we think Netflix would be? Why aren't our brightest and best running the Fortune 500? Like, just take the investors lineup. Okay. Puff, Robert Smith. If they ran a Fortune 10, what would the difference in valuations be as a result? Just on their, their name or their business? And their acumen. I mean, if you look at the businesses that they run, I think they have great business acumen. Absolutely. What businesses are they running? Not saying that they couldn't acquire their skill set because I feel like Jay is just he's a savant. Yeah. And if he he gets into an area, he 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 studies it and he masters it, whether it be from entertainment, we saw it in spirits, mm-hmm. and now uh like, like you're saying, and, and I guess it's an amazing we, liquidation event. Yeah, we we broke down the, the how he did it with with uh Duce. Yeah. Uh, we we spoke about the LVMH play, uh, with Ace of Spade. Um yeah, I mean, I think he he would excel. Yeah, in my opinion, I think he would excel. I, I mean, everything he's done thus far has, from this vantage point, not to say that there, there, there's other vantage points, um, but it looks like he he's done well with all the investments that he's made. Um, and the one number one thing he's done is had relationships mm-hmm. that he can rely on. Yeah. So when it was in 2004 and we saw him sit with Warren Buffett, it was like, oh, he's sitting with Warren Buffett. But he's made a relationship where he now has somebody he can go to yeah. for advice. Um, the Jack Dorsey thing. Before we knew that they were doing business together, we saw them together all the time. And all the like, time, hanging out. Hey, why is Jack at his house? I and mean, why are they in the Hamptons together? Mm-hmm. So he's used that relationship to his advantage and found a business opportunity. Um, yeah, so I, I think he would excel. Jay Z should be running a Fortune 10 company. It makes maybe he doesn't want to, but I think that he would fare better than some people. All right, well, he definitely can take over PayPal tomorrow. Like, there's some CEOs that are sitting in some seats that Jay, Robert Smith should have, Diddy Dame should have, Steve Stout for sure, for sure should have. Um, I think even with Spotify, like, they're, they're mismanaging some of that. Like, the relationships that Jay has, you don't think Jay can take Spotify and make it a top? Going back to American Innovation, mm-hmm. And no great companies being produced. Jay was a giant in the media and music business. We don't think he can run Spotify. Just a thought yeah, I want sure. to put out there. I mean, it goes back to what what, what Shadi said, though, right? Rather than run Spotify, it was like find a need base, right? If he didn't like the payment system of how artists were being being uh, paid out for their talent, well, let's create something that is fair to them, and yep. which is why you create a title, yep, to a to go against that. Yeah. I want Steve Stout and Hove come together by block and, and run Spotify and put together and then he can already do United Masters Entertainment <laughs> together at scale. That's, That's my little Shout out to our good folks at United Masters. Yes. Earn your masters. <laughs> so um will the AI bubble be bigger than the dot com bubble? No, but I think it will be bigger than a crypto bubble. And I think the bust in AI will be bigger than a crypto bubble as well. So how will a bust in AI happen? Because AI is not something that's going away. It's it's here, and it's only going to get bigger. Mm -hmm. It's going to be implemented in more and more parts of life. So when you say a bubble, what does that even mean? Like, as far as the companies, AI companies? Yeah, AI companies. Like, the the AI itself is going to exist, but they're only going to be maybe three or four major players. And then also, Google have not put in their efforts yet. Mm -hmm. I really believe Meta's going to make a strong effort to be big in a chip in AI space. 
I think it'll come down to four or five players. Like same with the dot com dot com bomb. You had a bunch of companies that failed, but the internet overall. But but if but I think the difference between the AI, if it's a bubble and dot com and crypto is that there's not a lot of AI. So it's like there was a, there, there was a lot of dot com companies, mm-hmm. pet.com, water.com, anything. There was mm-hmm. a lot of dot com companies, right? The same thing with crypto. There was first there was Bitcoin, there's Ethereum, then there's a million different meme mm-hmm. coins and all of these other, you know, different coins. I mean, if you really look at it, there aren't a lot of like artificial intelligence companies. The companies that's they're transforming and being funded now are the bigger companies though. So we're yeah. talking about NVIDIA, we're talking about Apple, we're talking about Tesla, we're talking about all of these. These are already established tech companies. Mm-hmm. It's not like just a bunch of random startup companies. That's and, no, no, every day, I'm probably getting 10 or 15 different companies. Like, I get Munch, Video.ai. Like, if we go to Nikki's page, we can see three new AI companies that she's talking about every day. But I mean, that's not, they're not publicly traded, though. No, they're, they're not, but but also because of inflation and then... Yeah, I feel, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah venture capitals are, like, currently... Yeah. Like, those dot-coms, a lot of those dot-coms was on the stock market. Yeah, and the VCs got them there. And that because the crypto thing blew up, they're going to take all that NFT and crypto money and fund AI. And as soon as we get out of this little recession and funding starts flows, they're going to create the next wave of the boom. Like, eventually, we, no one wants to have a conversation, and I get why. We have to, at some point, have the conversation around venture capital creating all of these busts and having no downside risk in them. Yeah, I think uh, uh, another perspective is to think of what stage are we in the bubble? Yeah, well, we're right. early, super early. Right, so if we think about early AI— and generative AI, when we're talking about ChatGPT, we're talking about we're in the infancy stages of it. Yeah. And so there's still time to create those companies. And so when you were like publicly traded, I'm like, I don't remember five years ago hearing about uh, AI, like C3 AI, that yeah. Inc. Like they're publicly traded. Yeah. And it was like, oh, well, they adjusted. Right. And it was, yeah. you didn't, I didn't hear about them. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, wait, there's a company that specifically is tailored to reap the benefits of artificial intelligence. Yeah. I think that we'll see more of that. Yeah. Right, like we'll it, see more we, because it's so early. Like if we use AOL, like this is ninety two, and AOL is yeah, right before it's like ninety three, ninety four. When yeah, AOL, and, we're early in it, and then the dot com comes. And it's like wait, Excite dot yeah. com. Like what? What is all this? Yeah, I think we're a few years out from it for sure. It's not a bunch, but there's a bunch that are currently getting funded. Like there's even you know if you go on Medium, there's some companies that have got it funded fifty, seventy million dollars. They didn't even have like a complete working prototype yet. What is this? I also think that this is going to. So tech obviously went on a rampage the last fifteen <clears throat> years. Then it, it, it Started, yeah. then it fell, and then I think this is going to drive tech bigger. QQQ and all of the tech indexes. I feel like every tech company is going to benefit from artificial intelligence. I agree, and that's going to be the next propeller of. Technology moving forward. I agree. This is the catalyst. Two tech, two index, no stressors. I keep telling you guys, you don't have to adjust anything. Also, too, listening and executing is key. So, going back to all information is not created equal. Once you have something that works, you don't need more information. Yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah. need more information. Yeah. Like once you have something that's solid, a system that works, no need to deviate from it. Yeah, it's, it's, you got to apply it. Yep. Yeah, we, I mean, that happens a lot. So uh, just imagine how many texts you got over the past two weeks. Like, hey, man, I'm glad we heard that information. Yep. But how many people are not texting you because they didn't? A few. Right? Like, they watch Market Mondays every week. 
we talk about these companies every week. Something like the NVIDIA earnings call happens and you're like, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I didn't execute. Like, yeah, it happens. But we're trained to shop and spend more of our money than we are to invest long term. Even with the whole situation, I find it funny how much money gets poured into these teardown campaigns and how much traction those get on social media because negativity produces a higher viral clip rate than something positive. There's monetization even on our neg negativity, and I never see it in any other community. I never do. Especially, like, once again, and once we're getting into the market in 2020, I feel like there's a concerted effort for anybody that's good in the space to get torn down. Like, I was cute in the beginning, like, okay, you guys want to be involved, and now it's like, okay, now it's getting traction. Let's knock this down. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. You're talking about media, but I'm even thinking about the market itself. Like, we watched the pandemic happen. We watched 2021. The market was up. And yep. then it, 2022 was like, oh, Pfft, this is the real test for people yeah. who will just get into it. How will they fear? Yeah. How will they fear? It's just, uh, you either die a hero or long li or long, live long enough to be a villain. And that's, that's like, a great you know, lesson, it's yeah. like, you know, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace to Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. But these is martyrs. These are people that died. Early, right? yeah. So it's like, the people that lived are never celebrated the same way. That's true. They're never celebrated the same way. That's true. And then you start to, you know, pick apart somebody's character and do this and do that and different things of that nature. So it's like we're never going to have the same reverence for somebody that has lived forever as opposed to somebody that died when they was young. That's deep. That's poetic. That's a dark night. Yeah. That's Jay. So, you know, it's one of these things, ladies and gentlemen. Be careful what you wish for. You want to be successful. You want to be famous. It's a lot that comes with it. It's a lot that comes with it. It's a lot that comes with it. More money, more problems. That's what Big said. I'll tell you what else they said. What did they say? You'll never be able to say that these guys lied to you, Jack. Mm. Big ain't lie. <laughs> Get your tickets to Market Mondays, yes. London, London um, Town. We coming to town. Shout out to Tape London. Shout out to Dayu. Shout out to the whole team in London. You know, we yes. when we come to London, it's always a monumental event. And um, one last thing, I definitely want to just talk about Africa real quick. So, you know, it's um, we've been having a lot of. Africa vibes lately. You know, we was with Akon. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Akon. Legendary. Talking about Senegal, talking about, you know, his vision and his plans for Africa. Then we was at Africon and was on a dope panel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, talking about Africa and the diaspora and different things of that nature. And then we went to the, the ball. And then um, we were actually with Black Sam yesterday so and had fun. lunch with him. Took us to an Ethiopian spot. And that, he was giving us information on Ethiopia. You know, their, their family's from Eritrea. Their father, okay, yeah. their father is from Eritrea. Mm -hmm. So he was giving us information on Eritrea, Ethiopia, that whole, you know, vibe that they have there. You know, Ethiopia is the only uh, country in Africa to never be colonized. Um, wow. Haile Selassie. Selassie, yeah. Um, fought off colonization from Mussolini. Um, you know, Mussolini, wow. they Italy, they um, colonized... Um, Eritrea and he was telling me that's why I was like even to this day like 
there's a lot of Italian influence in Eritrea. Like they, mm. spaghetti, like even architecture is like they still have an imprint okay. on the country. But um, Ethiopia is the only country to never be colonized in, in, in Africa. But of course, we are going to Africa mm-hmm. for um, Market Mondays. We're going to be announcing that real soon, Ghana. But the plan is definitely, you know, a lot of plans involved for Africa. And I say Africa, a lot of times people be like, well, why don't you talk about a specific country? Well, A, right. it's not it's not about uh, one country. And B, those countries were drawn up by European colonizers. There weren't, those countries didn't exist before the European colonizers came and carved up the, the continent like a piece of cake. So it's like you worrying about this country and that country and that country, but... That's a form of division, mm-hmm. and there's unity in in working together, and there's unity, and of course, people have different cultures, different tribes. You know, we're respectful of that, but the message is not for individualism or patriotism for your own particular land. Yeah, that is one of the reasons why we are in such a divisive place in this world today, because. Black people in America feel a certain way, and then it's black people in Brazil that feel a certain way, and then it's black people in South Africa, and then Nigeria and Ghana, and then everybody's fighting against each other, and it's a divide and conquer. As long as they can keep you divided, then it's yeah. easy to keep you conquered. Absolutely. So Africa is definitely on the radar, the whole entire continent of Africa, East Africa, West Africa, South Africa, Central Africa. The whole entire continent is on the radar because feel like there is so much opportunity and shared information mm-hmm. and resources and, you know, for both parties to actually learn and benefit from each other. So definitely something that's a major, um, you know, vision for us mm-hmm. and um, something that I think, you know, more people should actually look into to see, okay, how can I utilize my resources and my talent? to be helpful. And that's another thing. Like that's what Swiss told us even going to Saudi Arabia. It's like, it's not about seeing how you can just make a quick dollar or how you can, you know, extract, you know, the resources, you know, different from a colonizer in that standpoint. It's like, how can you be helpful? Yeah. How can you learn the culture? How can you, like he was telling us, he was like, you know, as far as like going to Saudi Arabia, he was like, you know, artists have the wrong idea. They go and they try to overcharge for a show. He's like, I'll do a show for free. He's like, cause you know, he said, money is the is the least beneficial thing that you can get from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's the least beneficial yeah. thing. Like that's easy. They write you a check, yeah. but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. He's like, why don't you try to learn the culture? Why don't you try to really be ingrained in a day to day society and appreciative? And and these are the things that I think are important when you're traveling, no matter where you go. Yeah. You know, don't come with an American mindset of like, this is our way of life. This is our culture. This is what we're going to do. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. That's not the best way to go about it. And that's anywhere you go, whether it's in Africa, whether it's in Asia, whether it's you go to Canada, go to Mexico, like it's not the best way to go about it. And it's like, you know, when you realize that, you know, you got to be a diplomat and you got to, you know, learn, learn the culture, learn the world um, and be a global citizen. So. That's why, like, the world tour for us was so important because it's like this is a unique period in time mm-hmm. and we're able to connect dots globally from just a cell phone. So we have to take advantage of that 
Yeah. And we got to think outside of our box. Like, our culture is our culture, but the world is bigger than our culture. It's bigger than hip-hop culture. It's bigger than slang. It's bigger than being a street person. It's bigger than rap music. All of that is cool because that's the stuff that we kind of grew up on. Yeah. But... Elevate past what's the, the, what's the next elevation mm-hmm. from that, right? Like, yeah. you could just stay in that mindset forever, but that's limited. So it's like now, it's like, all right, international business, learning different languages, learning different cultures, you know, figuring out how you can be helpful and beneficial. Like, mm-hmm. these are things that's very important. So I feel like Africa is on the forefront for the next hundred years. Mm-hmm. And um, anybody that... that um, does not take advantage of that will definitely be doing themselves a disservice. Yep. I don't think it could be said any better. 2.5 billion people. Uh, and when you're thinking about opportunities, our people go into the mindset like, well, what opportunities can I provide? Endless. Here's the consensus answer. Everything. Everything. We need everything. Yep. Right? And if you can't bring it, let's figure out how we can partner to make sure that it's here. Uh, we spoke or- to it. We spoke to Ping. We'll do it. We spoke to a gentleman. This is crazy. He he. This quote. He was just like, you know what? We were talking about business. He was like, you know, I have a mobile service uh, in Africa. He said, I haven't made a dollar in the United States in twenty years, and I live in San. I live in California. Yeah, twenty years. I haven't made a dollar here. So there's opportunities in every aspect of business. Um, and a lot of times, and we spoke to some people. It was like, you don't even have to create a new business, right? You could look at a business that exists and say, here's how we make this uh, suitable for this country, or we made it suitable for this continent, because it doesn't exist, right? We know that it works here. How can we implement it? How can we change it? How can we strategically place it so that it fits this environment? Do what's best for the people. Exactly. You you don't know how to do that unless you're in the culture. Mm -hmm. So I keep saying, when I go to Mexico, like, you have to learn their build relationship there. You just can't go there and set up shop and take, like, that does not work. You have to build relationship there. Um have good relationships, good partnerships, people that advocate for you. But the moat is going to be international. Mm-hmm. Everyone, oh, why do you keep going to Mexico? I'm like, y'all can have the States. I keep telling yeah. you, it's dried up. Go ahead, enjoy. Y'all can have this. Yeah, America's IBM. Every other country, AMD, NVIDIA. Go ahead, enjoy. We've told you three times now, if you do nothing with it, but if we don't, China will continue to do so. Yeah. And I don't want to create any more division. Yes. But Ghana, you are on the clock. We have had Jollof Rice from Nigeria (laughs) 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 on a few occasions now. They are in the lead, but Ghana, you on the clock. We need to get some Jollof Rice from from, from, um, Guyana. We need it from Guyana. We need that rice because there is a competition that has gone on here for decades now. But Nigeria is in the lead. I'll just say that. Yeah. There you have it. Another episode of Market Mondays. Make sure you check out my guy Don Poole. Tomorrow, yes, yes. Dope episode on Earn Your Leisure. Make sure you get your tickets to Invest Fest. Yes. This is an opportunity of a lifetime to be able to network with some of the brightest minds on the planet. Um, over the course of three days, vendor marketplace, podcast stage, two stages, musical performances, VIP night. The list goes on, man. Yeah. Just so much stuff and just, you know, just curating an experience. Um, about education, but in a fun manner, it's important. And it's like, I feel like we've provided so much education as far as our Earn Your Leisure Market Mondays. Like, you might, there might be a point where you, you really can't learn anything anymore, right? But understand that 
your success probably is only 20% based on information. The 80% is based off relationships. Mm, so it's like that. when you go to an event, yeah, you should go to learn something, but that's not necessarily even the most important thing because mm. you might already know the information. You have to meet people. This is, I can't stress that enough. That's the most important part of an event is to be A, inspired, but to meet people. Yeah. Meeting people is going to unlock doors that knowledge can't. You could can, you can know how to build a skyscraper. You don't have the resources and the relationships. It's not. It's almost going to be impossible to do. Yeah. You're going to need funding. You're going to need a partner. You're going to need yeah. all of it's these different person. things. Like These are things that you're not going to be able to do. You can study all you want. You're not going to be able to do a variety of different things if you don't have relationships. So keep that in mind. InvestFest, to me, the biggest part of, of the event is the relationships that you make. And if you want to build a business with someone, please bring a deck with your numbers and not just a business card. Because like some of you can get funded if you're prepared. Some are like, oh, I'll get it, I'll get it to you. It's too late at that point. We only may have four minutes to meet. Maybe. Well, what's your revenue? Year over year return? If I put $15 in, how much will I get back? <laughs> like, what's your EBITDA? Small things. If you know your numbers off the top of your hand, you may be able to get some cash on the spot. But if not, no go. No bueno. What will it cost you not to be there? InvestFest.com. We'll see you there. Yep. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and another thing. I can't get you on stage. <laughs> you have to work every day to be on stage. I don't even take mine for granted. <laughs> for those of you who are messaging me, yo, can you connect me to Trevor Shaw because I got a presentation on some of y'all talking. No. <laughs> now, you pay me $250, i will get you on stage with me for two minutes. But no, <laughs> do work all year. Yo, you can't do it at the last minute. Don't hit A-B. <laughs> One Don't time. hit tie, yo, you the chain. No, I didn't. Bro, I do work all fucking day, every day, to get a chance to be on stage. And I had two phenomenal performances. You got to earn your way every year. Can't take that for granted. Like, dog, you got Diddy up there. Now I got to figure out how to do the special <laughs> delivery dance. Act bad. You know what I mean? Act bad. <laughs> Act bad. What? Act bad. Real Come bad. On. So, Dykeman. We are loading. We're putting together our team. Looking good. Yeah. We've got a few spots, a few roster spots still open. So if you're interested, hit A, B. Um, and, but yeah, we got looking, some surprise guests we pulling looking, up. We looking good for Dykeman. So, when the first game? Uh, July 5th, I think. Right after July 4th. Okay. So, um, Ken, we ready. We coming, mm -hmm. for the, we coming for the title. And um, yeah, man. And once again, man, anybody that chooses to use disrespectful views, on the Kings of NY, just remember, you'll always be a nobody. <laughs> Famous <What>? nobody. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? You told me to chill in London. I've been chilling since London. Famous what nobody. What are we doing? Ah, uh, uh, nah, we joke, we joke. God bless. We God joke, bless. We the people made y'all celebrities and this how y'all act. I get tired of that shit too. Like, no, the work, uh, the work did. Love. Love, 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 love. Always love. Act bad. Out now. Shout out to Diddy. On all platforms. My lord. We out. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. 
The Amex Business Gold Card. Now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.